we believe uh, asia does offer us uh, uh, very interesting opportunities from a barbell portfolio approach now what do i mean by barbell so what we are saying here is uh, you need to implement a strategy in which you have uh, large positions uh, on one end of your portfolio growth secular growth companies and on the other end of your portfolio income generating assets uh, in the face of uh, zero bound interest rates uh, which will be here for a while yet now in asia uh, there are both uh, opportunities on the growth side as well as on the income side which is why we like uh, asia as well as uh, us all right so you are of overweight on asian equities uh, as you mentioned but this is despite the uh, concerns on the economic growth imf uh, also has warned uh, about the kind of economic disruptions that we may uh, face in the quarters to come by so what gives you confidence so the way to really uh, understand the markets is really the markets tend to look beyond the pandemic and they tend to look forward so if you look at where the markets are today in asia they have fallen some 30% and we believe a lot of that has priced in the 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 recession uh, albeit a, a very deep recession and uh, we think uh, going forward we are going to see uh, a recovery in the economy but really how asia fits into our barbell strategy is that uh, on the growth side uh we do have very interesting i would say secular growth stories like china consumption and uh, we can play that in the technology related sectors like the e-commerce platforms we believe uh, e-commerce is at the early days globally e-commerce is only 15% of uh, total retail sales so there is indeed a long runway for that now on the income side we also feel that uh, asia is a really a fertile ground to buy into uh, what we call uh, investment grade and high yield bonds as well as uh, it's a fertile ground for dividend yielding stocks on that count yeah we believe uh, the markets have number one uh, factored in quite a fair bit of the bad news today and going forward we do see uh, interesting opportunities uh, given where the valuations are today 
All right. You've been in the stock markets, you've been in the investment uh, strategy sector for very long now, and you have had the experience of uh, coming out of the recession that we saw in 2008-9. So what has been your uh, learning experience from kind of managing a portfolio which is recession-proof? So clearly, uh, there are a few... Uh similarities between this crisis vis-a-vis -vis the uh, great financial crisis in 2008-2009 as well as during the Asian financial crisis. There is one lesson that uh, we all must uh, take heed of and that is the, you know, the old saying or old adage that says do not fight the Fed. Mm. And uh, why do not fight the Fed is because you know, central banks in particular, the Federal Reserve, they are the only entities in the world that can actually create money out of thin air. And they are actually really doing that today. You know? So when you have that kind of uh, growth in the balance sheet of Federal Reserve and interest rates being brought down to zero, then you do not want to fight against them. You know? They are really you know, putting a flaw to risk assets. So we, we do think uh, from this, uh, you know, this crisis as well, you, you, you need to really uh, follow very closely what the Fed is doing. We are comfortable that, uh, you know, they will continue to support the economy and as a result, support the markets. So, for example, QE Infinity that they, yeah. uh, that they launched enables them to buy, you know, in an unlimited amount, uh, U.S. Treasuries. And on top of that, they said that they would also support the investment grade and higher market. So that is very, very uh, monumental in terms of uh, the policy stance. So really, in all crises, uh, when the Fed is starting to you know, support the markets, uh, just do not fight them. Right. Point taken. So you're basically saying that follow the Fed and probably that will give you high returns. Uh, but that actually, you know, brings me to the another question that stock markets all over the world, including Asia, they've been riding on the liquidity that bubble that's been you know created by all the global central banks. And that's not only Fed, even the other G4 uh, banks, the ECB, uh, the Bank of uh, England, Bank of Japan, Every bank has kind of pumped the stock markets and the market at large with a lot of liquidity. But the time when this, when they start unwinding their balance sheet, and I'm sure they will do in maybe not this quarter, maybe after this entire tide is gone, what happens to stock markets then? Yeah, so uh, there, there is a risk uh, that uh, one day they would unwind the balance sheet, uh, resulting in, in you know the risk asset prices coming back down. But uh, I, I do not think that would happen in the near term. And, and really, why it, it is not happening is because uh, inflation uh, remains uh, not a concern. Remain, inflation today is really still below their target rate. You know? So there, there is no urgency in terms of uh, unwinding their very loose monetary policy. So uh, you mentioned bubble. Uh, yeah. It's, it's uh, I, I don't kind of look at it as a bubble. So okay. if you look at the evaluations of equities, uh, no doubt they have uh, recovered somewhat, uh, especially in the US, they have actually recovered to their near all-time highs. Right. Is it a bubble? Yeah, if you look at uh, price to earnings, uh, you know, based on current earnings, then yes, they are very, very high. But 
that's not what the market is focused on. The market is focused on on, on forward earnings or forward price to earnings ratio. Mm. And for the sectors that we like, you know, like for example, secular growth stories of technology and, and healthcare, you need also to look at price to earnings over growth. We call it PEG, P-E-G. So okay. if you look at PEG, it's not, it's not, I would say, frothy as what you describe it, you know, as a bubble. Okay. Now, the other... Uh, the other metric that you need to kind of look at is, is not just uh, valuations of equities per se, you know, but you need to always look at it in comparison in comparison to asset, other asset classes. Now, there are only three asset classes that can really absorb global pool of savings, right. cash deposits, bonds and equities. Now, mm -hmm. if cash deposits are yielding you zero or negative in some regions, and bonds are also yielding you very, very low, then really there is no alternative. In short, TINA, you know, mm -hmm. there is no alternative. So you, 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 you need to be engaged in the equity asset class, but you've got to be very selective. And right. the way we uh, select the equity markets is really to barbell it. You dividend yielding stocks on one end, secular growth stocks on the other end. Do you see that uh, the Tina effect that you just mentioned, do you see this kind of syndrome or phenomenon in 2017 also when there was liquidity in the markets? There were conversations about valuations getting very heated up, not only in US, but in other parts of Asia as well. You see a similar pattern uh, in 2020 as following what was in 2017. In 2017, or maybe also in the past, uh, just in general, in the past, the uh, Tina effect was not so uh, acute. Mm. And the reason for that is uh, bond yields and interest rates were much higher than right. where we are today. Mm. So uh, today, the situation is really, uh, you know, kind of acute because, you know, all your deposits are not giving you uh, any return so mm. so what's left is really you know the pool of savings need to be invested right so uh, it would end up you know I would say still very much into equities mm. at the same time you know because of this volatility this depressed situation that we are in uh, lots of our portfolios are actually very cashed up so mm. if you look at uh, the, the the all the surveys that are being done uh, the the cash level is is very high vis-a-vis -vis, you know uh, uh, what it should be you know in right. a normal uh, circumstance. Right. So we we think liquidity, uh, the under you know under investment uh, into into stocks uh, are, are all supportive uh, for the stock market. Now will the stock market continue to run uh, without any corrections? Of course not. But mm -hmm. we think uh, whatever corrections that we will have. Uh, will be uh, short-lived, mm. provided or barring that, uh, you know, infection rates do not uh, become severe. Okay, okay. So it basically depends on the health uh, conditions of the uh, of US or Asia as a whole, right? I think uh, that's that's probably the most, uh, I would say, the, mo the main risk out there. Mm. Uh, our base case is, you know, uh, infections will in, in fact uh, uh, rise, but it will be uh, in a manageable way okay. uh, because I think the world understands how it could, uh, you know, uh, manage the growth of infection rates, you know. So if you, for example, in many uh, countries in Asia, mm. you make, uh, you know, wearing a mask and social distancing uh, 
uh, mandatory, then then you know the results are very uh, clear that you know infection rates will be under control. Okay. Okay. So, uh, what is your uh, understanding of uh, uh, not understanding, but what's your outlook for twenty twenty, both for equities and the fixed income, the debt markets? Uh, if I have to ask you, both from Asia and from the US perspective. Yeah, uh, our uh, our approach is to uh, you know we advise our clients to stay engaged in risk assets of credit and and uh, equities mm. on on the basis of Tina. Uh, right. As well as we do think uh, the economy uh, will recover, uh, may not be necessarily a very strong recovery, but uh, a slow recovery is probably uh, sufficient for risk assets to continue to enjoy the tailwind. So uh, we had a strong recovery, and that was on the basis of policy, mm. you know, expansionary policy and uh, uh, QE and fiscal stimulus that was uh, really huge. Mm. Now, the second uh, part of the recovery would have to come from earnings. Mm. Uh, and, and we do see that on the back of, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, a recovery that is, uh, that is in place uh, going forward. All right. Uh, so before I let you go, one last question would be, what are the big investment themes uh, that you see in the rest of 2020, most particularly after COVID? Yeah, so these are uh, uh, themes of uh, technology-related uh, sector. I think uh, that has been ongoing, but the pandemic has actually accelerated, you know, and brought to fore these trends. For example, work from home, uh, diversification of uh, supply chains, as well as uh, uh, healthcare, uh, you know, related. Uh, 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 products, solutions, all these are brought to fore with this pandemic. So we continue to really want to engage them. Uh, the other big uh, trend that uh, one must not forget is, you know, the rise of the millennial consumption, right. uh, in particular from China. So China has had uh, very strong growth for many decades. So the uh, class, the middle class has grown rapidly. And uh, you want to play into this theme as well. So uh, companies that provide uh, products and services that meet the needs of these uh, growing middle class will do very well going forward. All right. Thanks a lot, Mr. Fook, for that insightful conversation. Really interesting conversation. Thank you for joining us. All right. Most welcome, Nazarene. Thank you. For feedback, you can write to me at nasreen.s at lifemint.com or you can reach out to me on Twitter at Nasreen Story. You can also reach out to us at HT Smartcast. We are present on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And to listen to more podcasts like this, you need to log on to www.htsmartcast.com. Hi, I'm HT Smartcast, and I hope you're safe and well. The next episode is about to begin. But just a small message of solidarity before that. In difficult times like these, living in isolation isn't going to be easy. But what if working from home, our own comfort zones, helps us discover new ways of being? What if this calm, this rest, it helps us listen to ourselves and the people around us more deeply?
While that happens, you can find me at htsmartcast.com. Connecting you to the world of comedy, culture, motivation, news. You know, just in case you need some smart company. Thanks for listening. Take care. This was a Live Mint production. Brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast.